people are living longer and longer today. So I, I plan on going at least 115, 120 years of age, right? Nice. So between now and then, uh, what am I going to do? What am I going to fill my time with? Time is going to pass by. I used to believe that time equals money, right? I could buy back my time be, with, with passive residual income, which is true in, 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 in essence, right? But between now and 115, 120 years, the time passes, there's going to be emotion to fill that space. What emotion do I want to feel my experience as I pass through time? Welcome to the Thought Leader Revolution with Nikki Ballou. Join the revolution. There's never been a better time in history to speak your truth, find your freedom, and make your fortune. Each week, we interview the world's top thought leaders and learn the secrets of how they built a six to seven figure practice. This episode has been brought to you by eCircleAcademy.com, the proven system to add six to seven figures a year to your thought leader practice. Welcome to another exciting episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. I'm your host, Nikki Ballou, and boy, do we have an exciting, incredible guest lineup for you today. I am speaking, of course, of one of the top thought leaders in the real estate and success space. His name is Colton Lindsay, and he's got to be one of the most high-energy, incredible people that we've ever had on the podcast. Welcome to the show, Colton. What's up, my man? How you doing today? We got it working. I'm stoked. Let's do it. Let's do this, brother. So, Colton, you know, you and I met through social media. We met through Facebook. Yeah. And we jumped on a call, and we liked the cut of each other's jib. And you had me on your live Facebook podcast. And after that, we thought it'd be a real good idea for you to be on this podcast as well. You've done some incredible things when it comes to real estate, sales, and success, and you've helped a ton of people take their game in these areas to the next level. The person who's listening to this uh, show tends to be either a thought leader or an aspiring thought leader. So there's someone who's like a solopreneur, a coach, a consultant, a trainer, an author, a speaker, a facilitator, someone who's interested in taking all that incredible expertise that they have and taking it to the next level in terms of the impact they have on people, as well as taking it to the next level in terms of the income that they earn for themselves. Because we're all good capitalists here. You know what I'm saying, Colton? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. 100%. So they're really interested in your hacks, how you did it, how you got from starting to where you are today. Tell us your story, brother. Man, so the, the the reality is, is I just kept getting back up, right? I'm 33 years old now. One thing that I've become super aware of, Nikki, is that I'm going to get my ass knocked on the ground, and it's a matter of how quickly can I get back up, right? And so that was that was it for me. When I was younger, I went to more of a victim mentality, powerlessness, which we've got a whole world bred of powerlessness, right? Like I believe that's the new, the new power is powerlessness. And so unfortunately when I was younger, I would turn to that powerlessness and say, there's nothing I can do. And uh, luckily for me, I went, uh, when I was 19, I went on a LDS mission in uh, Brazil for two years. And the greatest part of that is I picked up a book towards the end of my time there, How to Win Friends and Influence People. I read that book in Portuguese. And thankfully Portuguese. that, 
In Portuguese, yeah. So the first time I read that big book was in Portuguese. What's cool about that is it's not my native tongue, so I was able to identify some patterns in there that I may not have identified in the English language. And so what I realized was is that I was in control of how I reacted to everything. So from that moment on, I just started trading my expectations for appreciations. And the more I began to appreciate, the more I began to open up and see opportunities versus trying to force that, I was able to allow that. So I, th- I think you got to embrace those challenges. you got to embrace those fears. So many times people want to run away from their fears. I say run to them, hug the shit out of them because they just are there to love you and serve you. So don't pretend like they're not part of who you are. Absolutely, man. You know, well said. I did not know you were part of the LDS church. You're a Mormon. That's fantastic, man. It's it's incredible because, you know, I, I read a book a little while ago that talked about the success characteristics of certain cultural groups. And one of the groups that they talked about was the LDS church and Mormons. They have an outsized representation, if you will, in the highest ranks of business, of high-level professions like doctors, lawyers, and so forth. What is it, do you think, about that particular community that you're a part of that allows people to perform so well in the business world? You know, and full disclosure, I don't even actually go to church anymore, but I grew up until probably 22 years of age, I was heavily involved with the church. And at least in the two years I was on on my mission, I mean, I was up, they had a regimen. You're up at 6 a.m., you're exercising, eating nutrition, then you're role-playing your scripts of your presentations for the day, right? You're scheduling out and mapping your day. First half of the day, you're out there prospecting, generating business, right? You know, opportunity to teach people about the church. And then from there, I learned the ability to present in front of people and, and to close people to baptize and join the church. You want to talk about selling something. I just, the other day, someone says, you know, uh, the ability to go and sell God is one of the biggest things that you're going to sell, right? And so I think that they, they create this mass army of 19-year-old men, young young men, right, to go out in the middle of Brazil, right, or, or wherever they go and puts them into a different space and it really disrupts their pattern, right? For me, I got my pattern so disrupted spending two years in Brazil and it actually, and then even more so when I picked up that book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, I started to realize, wait a second, there's patterns in life and I can shift my patterns that create different results in my existence, right? And so for me, further going on is I started to realize how the church has served me. However, I just didn't want to be a part of that anymore, right? I realized my environment creates my reality and I wanted a different reality. So there I began to go down a different direction, hence a new pattern that I could create. Does that make sense? So, you know, there's a lot of cool things too with the church, you know, from an outside perspective, they have a really cool value to me, which is families and families being together forever, right? Like I think that's something that's being destroyed in our our culture today. So I think that's extremely powerful and, and stuck with me. You know what? I absolutely agree with you. Um, uh, from a cultural point of view, one of the tragedies of the modern world is how many families don't stay together, right? And mm-hmm. it's incredible when there's a cultural group that stands for that. And, and the LDS community is definitely one of those that does. And as you know, on, on your podcast, I spoke about how, how strongly I believe in, in, in helping families find a way to stay together. Because the way I see it is, look, at one point, you and your partner were in love. There was something there. And what happens in relationships, I mean, you spoke about patterns right now, is we fall into patterns. I fell into a pattern with, with my first marriage, right? And it wasn't a good pattern. And, and at, at one point, it had my 
wife, my former wife, think, man, I don't want to be with this man anymore. And that broke our family apart. And it's tragic. And it, it took that happening to me for me to learn that I'm going to have to shift some of my patterns. And now as a result of me shifting some of those patterns, you know, even though I'm not together with my former wife anymore, we have created a great post-divorce relationship. And our family, even though it's not together, we're not living in the same home, is in a way better place than it ever was. And I'm still a stand that as many families as possible find a way to stay together because I think that's what works for children. I actually think that's also works for the for the two people, the two adults involved in the long run as well. Uh, yeah, I totally agree with that. I mean, to me, it's if if I'm blaming my spouse, it's 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 an issue with me, right? Yeah. So, so it's, you got to stop blaming two people and they'll pay attention to this guys. Stop blaming other people, right? That could be your spouse. It could be a parent. It could be a business partner. Stop blaming them. Number two, stop blaming yourself, right? So many times, and that was me for the longest time. I was blaming me for my failures and my mistakes. Instead of seeing them as a gift, I was seeing them as a, as a up, right? And I grow because of my mistakes and I either win or I learn like Conor McGregor says, and that's how you have to look at it. You know what? It's it's very powerfully said, man. This this is normally a family rated show, buddy. But you've been throwing some uh, some, some interesting words. It's all good. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to get our, our our editor to kind of bleep some of those out, but it's all good. So, what we get, I think, from understanding that we have patterns and that these patterns can govern us for ill or for good, is power, right? And that's what you learned for yourself. And once you mastered these patterns, your business success really went into the stratosphere. Correct. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And and even more so, the more I began, I continue to to create even better patterns. Business just keeps on growing, and it's almost as if my old way of actually doing business when my in my early twenties and and even in my later twenties, it was forcing. It was like there's a brick wall. I'm going through it. Right. And now I'm like, okay, my outcome is to get on the other side. Is there a possibility that there's an easier, smoother, better way for me to get the same outcome? And I'm, it's, it, the ego has reduced and subsided and beginning to be aware that, okay, what if there is a better option here, a better opportunity to create the same exact thing that I want? I'm not so stuck on having to do it my way, but how can I do it better? How can I improve? How can I have more? How can I create more? How can I serve more? How can I love more? How can I be more? I look at it this way, Nikki, I'm 33 right now. I don't know how old you are. I think you said you're 50, 50 right around man. there, right? Right. So, I mean, people are living longer and longer today. So I, I plan on going at least 115, 120 years of age, right? Nice. So between now and then, uh, what am I going to do? What am I going to fill my time with? Time is going to pass by. I used to believe that time equals money, right? I could buy back my time be, with, with past residual income, which is true in, 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 in essence, right? But between now and 115, 120 years, the time passes, there's going to be emotion to fill that space. What emotion do I want to feel my experience as I pass through time? And if I'm going to have a state of suffering because I'm here on a planet with 7.5 billion people and that in itself is a miracle. So I can wake up and I can blame God or other people or myself for my miserable problems. And listen, guys, you're not the only one that has problems. I have problems. Nikki has problems. Everyone has problems, right? You can blame others and be a victim, be powerlessness, which we're seeing all over media today. Or you can say, you know what? How is this here to serve me? What can I learn from this? And begin to open up, and the energy that passes through you is so much more blissful than when you try to, to, just, to just squeeze the blame out of it. You just feel restricted, and you feel resistance, and it's a miserable life. And unfortunately, Nikki, those patterns, they perpetuate themselves, right? So if I go, the longer I go, 
playing the victim, being powerless, the more that I actually begin to create that automatically in my life. Vice versa, if I go and live in a beautiful state and grateful for everything, the more that naturally becomes my pattern. Time is so your friend or your worst enemy. You know, it's interesting that you talked about time and money because a lot of people say time is money. I just read a book. I'm a voracious reader. Last year, I read over 80 books. I read 82 to be precise. I keep track of them on goodreads.com. I don't know if you know that website, but it's a great mm -hmm. social media site for tracking the books you read. You should get on it. You can have a reading challenge every year, and then you can become friends with people. We could become friends on Goodreads, and then I'll track the books you're reading. You'll track the books I'm reading and, and, and back and forth. It's really, really cool. So I've been reading this book. I just finished it called Jesse Livermore, The World's Greatest Stock Trader. It was written by a man named Richard Smitten, okay? And Jesse Livermore was the world's greatest stock trader back in the 1910s, 1920s, 1930s, right? This is yeah. a man who predicted the great market crash of 1929 and made $250 million in Black Monday and Black Tuesday. Now, that was in 1929 dollars. Imagine how much that would be today, right? That's how powerful this man was when it came to understanding the stock market and how to be successful in it. And he, he used to say, time is time and money is money. Don't confuse the two, right? And yeah. I thought that was extremely powerful. I'm actually going to create some, some intellectual property around that because so many people say time is money. And I wholeheartedly agree with Jesse Livermore. Time is not money. Time is time and money is money. Okay. So you can spend your time working. You can spend your time, you know, uh, relaxing. You can spend your time with your family. That's the time that you spend. Money is something else again. And one of the reasons people in our industry aren't successful is because they equate the two. Mentally, they think they got to trade their time for their dollars. And that's yeah. wrong. That's terrible. That's horrible. You know, and I know that you get this and this is part of what you teach. And one of the hacks that you've had is you hacked these patterns of thinking, right, as you just demonstrated for us, that used to hold you back. And I know one of the things that you hacked was time and money aren't equated. I don't need to trade my time for dollars. Could you speak about that hack and how you implemented that in your business, Colton? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So one of, one of the ways that I've began to realize is, is, is I can act in a certain zone, right? A certain space where I have more abundance, more prosperity, more tranquility, more peace, more excitement, more enthusiasm, right? And I've got to be doing certain items that that trigger that. They're like levers. If I pull this lever, it ignites this chemical inside of my body. So I feel a certain emotion, right? So I've learned that if I focus on those, then I can start to leverage myself out. And then you got to systematize it. There, there's, the, there's the emotional side, but there is the science side. Like, how do I leverage myself with my sales team? How do I leverage myself with my, my, my prospecting or my, uh, my, my systems automation with the business, right? And then I can spend time researching that and put those into place. So to me, financial freedom equals this. Your passive residual income pays for your desired lifestyle, right? So I can continually receive money over and over again. And guess what? It now naturally becomes easier that I don't have to focus on making money. I get to focus on increasing that positive energy and helping not only myself a little bit better, but how do you help the other person feel a little bit better? Let me give you an example, Nikki. Right now, my parents are going through probably the biggest 
crisis in their life they've faced in 20 years, right? You know, my dad's 60 years old. He's going through, just finished through traditional retirement, living off of his 401k now. My mom's worked at the same company for 40 years. She's retiring. Plus now my dad's sister is, you know, she just was picked up by the police and put into state evaluation into the psych ward, right? And, and it's just crushing my parents, right? And so naturally as a kid, I want to take care of their problems for them. And expanded awareness says, hey, listen, I can't, it's their journey. It's their path to walk. So I can't change that for them. What can I do though to appreciate and love them even more? What can I do to support them? And oftentimes it's just being there for people, right? And so when I started to equate that people are the real value, they're the real asset, how can I help them just a little bit more? Money naturally finds me. And then I set up my systems through the scientific methods of creating wealth to then the money flows in and how is it filtering out away from me? What are the, literally, how is it flowing away from me? And is that working for me or against me? Unfortunately, most of the, the people out there today is working against them. They want the brand new Range Rover, they want the brand new house, the boat, the, the, the vacation, right? And, and they want to make sure they look flashy on Instagram with their land Lamborghini or whatever it is. I'm not saying don't have that stuff, but just be intelligent in how you create that reality versus just trying to run yourself dry and keep up with the next person. You know, that's very powerfully said. And I, I really get that for you, one of the things that you talk about that's important is embracing sales. You're a believer in selling. You're not one of these people who's afraid of selling. Part of what happens in our industry of thought leadership, right, is a lot of people are scared of selling. They don't want to come across as slimy. They don't want to come across as pushy. They don't want to be that guy or that gal. They want to be a good person, a nice person. And they, there's, there's a, a valid reason many people feel this way because the old model of selling is based on the 1950s fuller brush, pushy salesman model, right? Where people didn't care about the customer. They just cared about their, their commission. They had commission breath. So I know you look at things differently. Share your hack on selling with our listener. Yeah, I think you said it really well when we did our podcast. Sales is an act of service, right? When you can look at it, what can I give in this situation versus what can I get? What can I take? You know, the whole world changes. And for me, it's very, I'm very energy oriented. I can sense someone's energy if they're genuine or not, right? And I can tell very quickly those that are manipulating through sales for their own gain versus those that are utilizing sales to serve of the public, right? Unfortunately, we still do have a lot of that, you know, take, take, take mentality out there. I look at it as, okay, how can I make this person's life even better through the unique set of skill sets that I've developed in the real estate industry, right? And this is the gift I have. So give my gifts, right? And, and I look, but also on top of that is I know that naturally there's language patterns, there's emotional patterns, there's logical patterns, there's personality profiles. And when I begin to understand them, I can now tap into those patterns with myself and others to help serve them even more. Cause I believe that I am the best option to help them through whatever they're going through. I'm not going to go and sell you on being a financial advisor and putting you into some mutual funds because I have no, I, I don't specialize in that. But when it comes to real estate, you better believe that my team is the best team to work with. When it comes to be able to have health and, and, and fitness inside of your business, sort of speak, I believe I am the best for that. And so if I can utilize patterns to help you understand that, to help you become even better, I've done my job. And from 33 to 115 years of age, it's not how much money I make, it's how many people that I help become just a little bit better. That's my goal. So Colton, you know what? I think that's very, very powerful. 
And there were several points you made in there that I think are relevant and important for people to understand, okay? You convey certainty in the words you use that when it comes to what I know, to my area of expertise, to my area of thought leadership, I am the best. Me and my team are able to deliver better than anyone in the world. And you know what? There's so many people in our industry that are really, really talented, really good at what they do, but they don't have that rock solid certainty, that conviction that you just demonstrated in the answer that you gave to me. And that conviction is what's important. That conviction is what allows the prospect to feel certain themselves, to feel comfortable because they are uncertain. That's why they're coming to you. That's why they're asking you, can you help me? And if you are not able to convey that to your prospect, you're done. Somebody that you're able to help isn't going to get your assistance. And what's sad is they're probably going to get the assistance of a charlatan who doesn't give a good gosh darn about them, who doesn't care. All they care about is the money, but they're brilliant at syntax. They're brilliant at pushing the emotional buttons that these people have. So they go and they sign up with somebody who doesn't deliver and they're going to feel more jaded while you, listener, who are really good at what you do, but lack that conviction, lack that belief, lack that certainty, you're going to miss out on serving somebody and miss out on the income just because you don't have the conviction. And that's really yeah. important that they understand that. That's a powerful hack. You've talked about a number of hacks today, right? You've talked about conviction and certainty. You've talked about sales as an act of service. You've talked about repatterning your brain. These are really, really important. Yeah. I, 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 you have the choice though. Do I pretend like this isn't real and be the victim and powerlessness and try to get, I mean, you look about a child, you want to know where victim mentality comes from today. It comes from terrible parenting. And I know, cause I have a three-year-old and a six-year-old, right? So what is it? What do, what do my kids do when they want something and I'm not going to give it to them because at the time, whatever, it doesn't make sense or, or whatever they, they whine and they bitch and they, they cry. And most parents, because they want to shut their kid up, they give into them versus get on their level and connect connect with them and discover what's the outcome that they really want here, right? So if you begin to reward your children because they're whining, you're going to create a, a, their whole life. They're going to whine and bitch to get stuff versus teaching them to earn it, to create it, to, to, to put it into reality, right? And, and you got to get rid of that mentality. You got to stop playing this card that it's happening to you and start understanding it's happening for you. No, this is really, really important. So, Colton, there's a number of elements that we have discovered define a thought leader. One of my mentors, a man by the name of Matt Church, he created uh, the Thought Leaders Business School out in Australia, said, an expert's someone who knows something. A thought leader is someone who's known for knowing something. And in my book, it's way better to be a thought leader. It's way better to be known for knowing something than just to know something. So, as a result of that definition, I start to think about, well, What are the key elements of thought leadership? So number one is you got to have world-class intellectual property, right? It's got to be something unique that helps you stand out. You've got to have a super clear message. You've got to have a super clear target market. You've got to have a niche. 
there's riches in niches. There's no other way. You've got to be able to not just sell one thing in one way to people because that's what a lot of people do. There's some great programs yep. out there that teach you how to do things online. And I'm a big fan of theirs, but they just have you sell, for example, one offer, right? And they have you sell it to one group. And that's cool. That's okay. It's a great way to start. But leverage, leveraging that IP, selling it in multiple ways into multiple markets, that's where the real money comes. That's where you can go from a few hundred thousand or a million to a million, five million, 10 million. Thought leadership is all about that. And what I want to know from you is, First of all, how did you develop your IP? Because you've got some pretty world-class IP when it comes to real estate selling. How how would how'd you develop your IP, and how do you recommend that the listener develop their own IP? Yeah, so complete transparency, it was by mistake. I put up a YouTube video in 2011 of me doing a live prospecting call. And so my, my thought process was, oh, if I'm prospecting, my buyers and sellers or prospects are going to see me in action. They're going to want to work with me. That was not the case, but realtors across the nation and eventually across the country or the world, they were like, dude, what is it that you're doing to generate these appointments? We want to learn how to do that. So it was kind of by mistake. I then a great idea. To, <laughs> I documented my journey, right? So then from there on out, I think too, that really allowed me to be successful is for the longest time in sales and really in real estate, you would see these advertisements of what they thought that the general public wanted to see like, Oh, here I am doing the open house today. Come check it out. Right. And no, here I am putting live streams up of me grinding it out, what really makes me money, which is prospecting, following up on leads, negotiating offers. And, and I, I, I mean, I talk like I talk in the office. I'm, I, I became very transparent with who I am from the time I wake up, from the time to go to bed versus pretending to be one person to the public and being someone else behind the scenes. So I think today you have a huge opportunity, listeners, is document who you really are, document your journey and really document your failures and your mistakes because so many people out there pretending like they don't have ups and the reality is, is life is one big up and you keep getting up from over and over again. When you can understand that and you can move through your problems with essence and joy, all of a sudden the world is your oyster and you can create anything you want and you can even go one step beyond that. Instead of creating just what you want, you can then really make a difference in other humans' lives, right? We're into this together, gang. Like, what other planet around you is floating around with 7.5 billion people? You can fight against each other or you can support each other. We're in this together, so go support other people and allow others to support you. Document your journey. You know what? That's very important. And I really like what you just said. I think that's brilliant. I mean, being live on YouTube while doing prospecting calls, that actually has you outline your process step by step for people, but also for yourself. You take it out of your head and you put it out there in a documented format. And that's what allows people to see, wow, this guy's really got something, right? Now, they don't get all of it, right? Because if they get, if they want all of it, they're going to need to like engage with you and hire you and work with your program. But yep. they get enough of it to go, oh my God, this guy's got a real solution. He can help me. That's extremely powerful. So let's talk about clarity next, okay? Clarity of your message, clarity of your market niche, not going too wide. How did you get clarity? Once again, that was by accident, right? Because there's a lot of people that are have a lot more subscribers than me on YouTube or followers or whatever, but my subscribers and my followers, they're real estate niched, right? And I've done a couple of things. One is I've, 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 I've applied it to the person that is going, that that doesn't really have a ton of money 
to be able to go hire a coach at a thousand dollars a month and create a platform in which they can invest the little money they do have to get started to where they start the cash flow flowing in. Once they get the cash flow flowing in and we can teach them how to manage that cash flow appropriately, they can grow beyond that, right? And even more so, I've tailored it. Okay, what attracted people to me was prospecting. I started to actually go away from prospecting with a lot of my stuff and realized my viewership started going down. And so I said, I got to go back to my core, which is prospecting and understanding who are my viewers, right? It's it's actually surprising. I thought it was going to be the 20 to 35-year-olds. It's actually the 25, 30-year-olds to about 45 years old and 40% females and 60% males, right? And so then I started saying, okay, that's my demographic that really is attracted to me. I got to create more of the content, more of the value that is empowering those people because that's clearly where my gift is best given. And that happened through trial and error, just analyzing the data, seeing where the patterns are, tapping into those patterns, and, and then moving forward with them. And you have to be able to get clarity with your own values and principles such that you can then deliver those values and principles to that target market. You know what, Colton, that's brilliant. I think that's great. So you've you've done a good job of creating your IP. You've done a good job of understanding what you, who your market is, what they want. So from there, how do you go about leveraging it? Because let's face it, you want to leverage what you're doing in ways that you can settle up the value chain. So how have you gone about doing that? couple different ways, right? Depending on what the business is. Fearless Agent, that's one of our businesses. I've attracted a lot of people and funnel it in there. And then my partner, Bob Leffler, who's really the brains behind that company, he manages everything beyond that, the coaching, the training, the, the system, everything beyond that, right? So it's a win for him because it helps him me generate business to them, but it's a win for me. I don't have to spend time doing that side of the business, right? Uh, another way that I can begin to leverage is my real estate sales team, right? I did maybe 20% or less of the production last year. My team did the other 80 plus percent, right? And so while they're working right now, they can see me going to work by collaborating with you, right? And, and again, now all of a sudden my voice gets out even further. It gets out on the live stream of my Facebook group. It gets out, you know, with, with you on your podcast and your viewers and your followership, right? And then with technology, right, you can create th this podcast will go on and it'll be on forever, right? So now even three years from now, someone listened to this podcast, it leveraged me because it was done one time and then it continues out there and attracts people through the long run. So I think the key question is how can I leverage myself even more so that I can be in my gift here on earth? How can I leverage myself even more so, so that I can be in my gift here on earth? So Colton, you and I will talk about that offline because that, that's kind of a big part of what we do. Last year, we worked with a number of people, three of whom were just amazing success stories. We got them to making a million dollars a year. And uh, one of them, two and a half years ago, was barely making 18 grand a year. So it's a fantastic story. And the, the leverage piece is how we did it. And that's, that's a very, very powerful part of thought leadership. But it looks like you're doing leverage relatively well, but you could step it up a notch. So definitely have an offline always, conversation. Always, right? There's always... There's always something better. There's always no, another gear sure. to shift for, into. For sure, for sure. So you, you and I will talk offline about that. But so you've got leverage, you've got IP, you've got a clear niche, you've got a really clear message, you're known for being the prospecting man, right? And you're somebody who I know gets the value of mentorship and not doing it alone. I mean, you create groups for people. A lot of people in our industry do it alone. One of my, one of my things is hashtag don't do 2018 alone, 
right? Yeah. So talk about that. Talk about how you leverage peers, how you leverage mentors, and why that's so important to thought leadership and success. Yeah, hashtag don't do 2018. I think that's, it's powerful not only in your business, but in your personal life, right? And I see it when people are going through challenges, it, it, they have two choices, reach out for support or suck back in and, and go inside and try and deal with it by yourself, right? And fortunately, when you deal with it by yourself, you, forget, you begin to feel suffocated and closed off and the powerlessness sets in and the victim sets in and the doubt and the fear and the worry. But when you begin to leverage others, whether it's a mentor, whether it's a friend, whether it's a spouse, a business partner, uh, a business associate, when you can open up and support others and allow others to support you, now all of a sudden one plus one equals four, you know what I'm saying? Because there's this synergy that's created. There's, there's the third mind, you know, master at Napoleon. He'll talk about the mastermind. There's the third mind that's created. And then literally out of thin air, out of the ether, a new thought comes, right? A new th- and it's not your thought, right? You can claim it as your thought if you have a strong ego. But the reality is, is something greater than, than, than what we are has fed that energy, that thought in there. And all of a sudden you've been able to identify and you have a choice. That's a seed. I can either nurture it and grow it and let it grow into something amazing, or I can suffocate it and bury it and, and, and take all the auction away from it. So it suffers and dies, right? We get that gift. And so how can you do that? Is it through a mentor? Is it through a coach? Is it through a podcast? Is it through, and the more you begin to leverage that, right? Like the person that listens to Nikki's podcast versus the person that signs up for his program is, is going to have different results because the person that invests into the program now, all of a sudden is they're all in, they're committed, right? There's no going back. If a powerless person will come up with the excuses on why this isn't a fit or a powerless person will say, you know what? I need to just watch YouTube videos for a bit before I invest in a program, right? Versus the person that invests and goes all in, they're burning the bridge behind them and they're going, right? And you just, I think too, when you decide to burn bridges, you have to decide when is the right time to burn this bridge, right? Because I look at where I'm at today, Nikki, versus five years ago, seven years ago, seven years ago, I was willing to work eight days a week, 25 hours a day. Today, I'm not. Today, I want to be with my daughter at her tumbling meet and not bugged by everything else, right? I want to be with my wife literally doing nothing but rubbing her feet and chatting with her and talking with her, right? Yeah, she's a lucky Where, woman, man. <laughs> rubbing her dude, feet. I had, to con- I had to consciously create that, right? No, that's one of those things that before I wouldn't just randomly do that. I have an outcome I want to create for the day. One of the outcomes I have literally written today is being appreciative and loving husband, father, Uh, and son, right? So then I say, okay, what are some options to do that? Well, I can read a book, one of the books for reading, I can read that with my wife. I can literally play diner with my daughters. I can have family prayer. I can on my, my possibilities to create the outcome of being an appreciative and loving husband, father, and son, right? And so when uh, yesterday I wrote down, one of the things I could do is rub my wife's feet. I didn't rub her feet, but I did rub her back. Right. So it wasn't the rubbing the feet that was important. It was the outcome of, am I being a loving and appreciative husband? And we, we have to create that with conscious creation, not just by chance. No, it's very powerful. Very, very powerful, Colton. So Colton, we like to end off every podcast by asking you, our expert guests, what are your top three expert action steps that you recommend our listener take on to take their business and their life to the next level. So what are yours? Number one is create routines with powerful rituals, right? So you've got your morning section, you've got your day section, you've got your evening section. I believe 
words, right? When I think about discipline, I think about getting punished. That's how it, it connects with me. When I think about the word habit, I think about getting rid of a bad habit, right? But when I think about a ritual for me and my upbringing, a ritual is something powerful, something spiritual, something sacred, right? So create those routines with powerful rituals that you will do no matter what because your belief in it is so big, okay? Number two is get to peace and tranquility of information right now. You've got that red, like it blows my mind when I see someone's cell phone and they got 150,000 notifications from 27 different apps, just glaring at them, their phone vibrating, a buzzing, beeping, doing whatever, right? Get rid of that and go to peace and tranquility at least 20 minutes twice a day. Get Whether it's a breathing, whether it's a meditation, whether it's a walk, get to peace and tranquility. And then number three is just begin to trade your expectations for and stop thinking that you're so important that it's supposed to turn out the way you want every time. Sometimes it will. I listened to an interview with Sean White, Olympic snowboarder, right? Gold medalist. And he says he has visualized and visualized over and over what he's wanted to create. And very rarely does it turn out exactly how he's wanted it, right? But it's turned out amazing every freaking time though, just from taking the action steps. So hold, have the desire, but don't squeeze it so tight that you're going to kill it. Have the desire and, and, and let it go. And you do that by trading that expectation of how it must be or supposed to be to how what could it be? What's the opportunity here? And it'll turn out amazing. Man. Those are three. These are powerful. Very, very powerful. So look, what's one thing you'd like to promote? This is a part in the podcast where we give you an opportunity to pitch. So pitch away. Yeah. So, uh, and two things. One is go to fearlessagent.com and learn about the ultimate effect of affordable coaching training for real estate sales. Number two is just go visit my website, the WGR Academy. We're doing a free 28 day prospecting challenge there. It costs you $0, but what it is, it's, it's focused on helping real estate professionals and, and lenders and anyone that has prospecting in their business, a 28 day challenge in order to level up their prospecting. Cause at the end of the day, if customers, so, um, WGRacademy.com, the WGRacademy.com, absolutely free. You can log in right on the website there and get involved with that. You know what, man? I think this is powerful stuff. And, and, and I want you listeners to, to listen. Colton Lindsay is the real deal. He gets it. He's incredible at what he does. If you are listening to this and you're thinking, man, I need to level up my sales. Man, I need to get with the program when it comes to, to getting rid of the fear and coming from service. You want to go and you want to sign up for Lindsay's challenge, for Colton's challenge. You want to sign up for uh, the fearless agent. If you're a real estate agent, you want to use this man. You want to use his brilliance and his genius because it's going to level up your ability to sell. It's going to help you impact more people and it's going to help you be more successful when it comes to bringing income into your life. And if you want to be the Colton Lindsay of your niche, of your space, what you need to do is you need to jump on a call with myself or a member of my team so we can help you figure out, A, what is your intellectual property? What is your IP? B, is it world-class right now? And C, if it is not, how do we get it to world-class so you can take your income, your impact, and your influence up 20-fold? That's what it's all about. The way to do that is you go to eastcircleacademy.com forward slash appointment. That's eastcircleacademy.com forward slash appointment. That'll also be in the show notes. 
Jump in there, pick a time that works for you, jump on a call with one of us. It's absolutely free. There's no obligation, but it's the best way for you to figure out if you've got IP, if you can turn it into something commercial that you can get paid on, and if you already have IP and you're not turning it into something commercial, how to do that. That's what this is all about. Take advantage of this. We're offering this to you because we believe in you. We believe in the greatness in your soul. You deserve to have the life that you've always imagined. You deserve to make the difference you were born to make and make the income that you deserve to make. And that wraps up another episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. For more information on the great Colton Lindsay and all the incredible things that he offers, as well as how to get on a phone call with us, visit the show notes and make sure that you tune in next time for another incredible episode of The Thought Leader Revolution. I'm Nikki Ballou, and have an incredible day.